This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. I am coming to you live from Witness Protection after I was named and shamed on Jade Tunchi's Instagram story. (laughs) Do you know what's hilarious? I went to bed early on Monday night and it's probably the first time in six months I've gone to bed early and my phone would not stop buzzing. And I had about 30 messages from you guys. Yeah, you went missing for that. Look, to be honest, if everyone wants to know, I was on the toilet. And I was just about to go to bed and I was flipping through my Instagram story as you do. And I was watching Jade's and then my own name popped up on her story. And I was like, what the fuck? I had to seek refuge upstairs because I didn't want my boyfriend to see what I was talking about. Because he's often like, oh, what are you messaging the girls about? And I just felt it was so pathetic that I didn't even want to explain it. (laughs) Well, the worst thing was because I was in bed early. I couldn't even play the videos. So you guys screen grabbed them and sent them to me. And I was like, what is she saying? Like, what is she? What is she talking about? Well, we are going to go into that drama a little bit later in the podcast, but let's kick this off with a social dilemma. And we've had a listener send in, what is an acceptable response time via text before it becomes classified as rude slash ignored? Now, to be honest, I feel like this can be broken up into several different parts because there's obviously text messages related to relationships and there's Mm. friendships and then there's like business ones. So I would assume this is about a guy. Yeah, I feel like you're not really... Well, it could be about a friend because it does annoy Mm. you when friends don't reply. But I also think the messages depend on what platform that they've been Mm. sent on. Because for me, Messenger is something that I'm so slack with. Like my best friend will vouch for this. We've got a group chat with our best friend, Owen. And we're all hopeless at getting back to each other, but no one's offended. Now she has specified here that it is a text. So I feel like it is about a guy because I mean... I don't know about you, but I don't really send my friends text messages. No, I just literally use Messenger, even for Reese now, because we were friends before we went out. So we kind of just chatted on Messenger. See, I find that weird. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know why. Is it because when a boy sends you a text message, it kind of seems special because they've you know, back in the day would have paid the 50 cents to send it to you. <laughs> I think it's because I feel like you go from messenger to text. Mm. Like there's a, there's a flow that happens. Yeah. But now like if, now that you guys obviously dating your boyfriends long-term, would you communicate on messenger? No, no never. Really? We only send um, houses to each other on realestate.com or stuff on Facebook yeah. marketplace. Well, maybe people can share in the Facebook community, you know, how they communicate with their boyfriend. Mm. Is it text? Is it messenger? What about Snapchat? Because I feel like if you're Snapchatting your boyfriend, when you're you know two years into a relationship I don't know if that's the sort of medium for oh, look I'll send snapchats to Reese during the day of our dog or something like that or things at work but I'm not going to have like a full-on conversation I won't message like oh what do you want for dinner yeah on snapchat now we should probably delve into this question though because this is one close to my heart because I feel like in your early 20s this is something you do analyze a lot could I ask because yeah as you said I was someone that would always be waiting on a guy to reply to a text message and it got to the point where you know when they rep- they take ages to reply so then you take ages to reply and I remember I used to actually take my phone upstairs and put it on the charger and then go downstairs and leave it for a bit because mm. you kind of thought all right I don't want it physically near me because you're constantly thinking 
is that message going to come through? The disappointment when you go back to your room and there's no oh. messages. Or, or you do have one and it's like from mom or something. Oh. Like, no. Do you know what the worst used to be? Um, <laughs> when I used to converse with guys over Snapchat Messenger. Sorry, that sounds so seedy. No, when I used to converse with guy. Well, it was my ex-boyfriend. And you'd get it. You'd, <laughs> you'd send a message and then you'd open it up and it'd been read and not replied. I remember waiting for a text message reply and we were at the movies watching He's Just Not That Into You. <laughs> Like, God, this makes sense. It's like those times when you think there must have been like a technical glitch or something because, you know, it must be the reason they haven't mm. replied to you. That's the thing, though. With this day and age, everyone's phones are like connected to their hands. So if they're if they're at work, you know, that's OK. Like, you know, that they might be in a meeting or something. But if it's taken like five hours on a Saturday or Sunday, mm. then that's pretty shit. I also think that it depends what their message says as well. I feel like if you haven't replied to someone for a full day, there should be some explanation, you know, an apology, like, sorry, I was really busy. But mm. but if there's but if that's just a message back as if they're you know, not even acknowledging the time, I think that's yeah. pretty piss poor. But don't you think that some people might do it purposely? Because sometimes there is a bit of a thrill in waiting to receive a message from someone. Yeah, there's a lot of game playing, I think, with text messages because you know it might actually mean someone cares more if they've purposely waited like an allocated time because you know if I really cared and I'd waited a couple of hours to get the text message as I said before I would then think oh well I've got to wait the same amount of time to reply but then again then you think oh but this person's available now so do I reply straight away (laughs) oh that's the worst that that is is (laughs) actually the worst when you've waited for hours for a response and you send one back straight away think oh they're gonna reply the same thing they just don't reply you should never reply straight away at least give it half an hour if someone's waited like seven hours to reply to you don't reply instantly oh i just feel at the end of the day though if someone wants to talk to you they're gonna reply like i feel like i wish i took this advice when i was single like you know simply they're not just they're not that into you if they're gonna sit and leave you on red all day that being said i feel so sorry for this girl because it is one of the most hurtful things to have someone not reply to you i think it also depends what age this person is because if they're a bit older and they've got a really important job or they're they've got kids or they're busy throughout the day they might um, actually reply to all their text messages at night you touched on it before Kate I feel like you know in your heart whether that person is wanting to have a conversation with you or not and once you get into a good relationship you realize that that person even if they're busy they will quickly shoot off a text mm-hmm. message to you to let you know I'll message you later yeah being on the other side of it isn't it the worst when you get a text message that you just don't want to reply to mm-hmm. I like just let it sit there and it gives me anxiety looking mm-hmm. at it I mean this isn't necessarily like dating you know this is more like those awkward friends that contact you or like business you know things that you should be following up that you're that like you, I just can't mentally deal with this you, right now that you don't want people to see that you've seen like if it's on yeah. Instagram that yeah. is the heartbreaking thing though as you were touching on with the, you know all these different forms of technology when you say that someone hasn't replied to you but you see them sitting on Facebook messenger you're oh. like what the fuck we had a few more social dilemmas sent through, so we'll answer a couple more. So what do you guys think of this one? At a social gathering, the men stick with the men and the women stay with the women. Have you guys experienced this? I have a lot with Dale and his friends. And in some instances, it can be really, really good when you do want to have a girly chat. But other times, it does seem weird that you're not really seeing your partner at a social event. It, it, seem, all... it seems very primary school that we're segregated into genders. Yeah, yeah, I personally haven't really experienced it that much with Brandon. I think that when we hang out with his friends, it's all very together in a group conversation. 
But um, yeah, I just think it's all a bit juvenile to just stick to whatever your gender is. A lot of my friends are males and I, I love chatting with them. I think it's unfair on your partner, say, if you're all friends with a group of girls and you bring them to something and then all the guys don't know each other and they're forced to kind of like fend for themselves. Mm-hmm. In that situation, I think everyone should kind of have that group chat because that's what I enjoy most when you're at a function. If it's, say, it's a smaller thing and everyone's kind of together chatting, whereas it does feel like there's a lot of pressure on you if you're like the partner that's brought along to hang out with these people that you don't even know just because you're the same gender yeah I found that before where I've been put into situations where all the girls know each other and they've been to school together Uh. and then you kind of feel left out and it is a bit awkward yeah don't you hate it's kind of like on the similar topic of this but when um you get absolutely shafted just being left with someone doesn't matter what gender like I remember being in a wedding and Brandon and I were getting a drink at the bar and we turned around and the, the groom's friends were there and they were chatting and we were filming this wedding. So Brandon's like, sorry, got to pop back and do this. Completely left me there with these people oh. for 20 minutes. I have been that asshole, And you know when you're doing it <laughs> and when you do it, you're just like, fuck you and you leave and you you give them the eyes and the person can't do anything about it but as you said it's terrible when the shoe's on the other foot that just reminds me of a seinfeld episode where jerry gets out of this awkward uh dinner with with elaine's Elaine's dad oh sorry dad yeah Yeah. and then george can't think of a lie at all yeah (laughs) i loved this social dilemma it's how do you deal with friends who are activists online but aren't in person slash real life this is very 2021 because we are seeing a lot of performative activism online with influencers and i suppose that trickles down to normal people i i don't know if i would broach it with a friend though Mm. because i feel like only bad things can happen from that conversation I feel like you could bring it up in a group discussion and say, oh, you know, you are talking a lot about this online. Is this something that you really believe in? And The thing is, though, like while I think people's actions should match up with what they say online, particularly for influencers, I do feel like is it that if it's something positive that's being shared, should we be having a go and making people awkward about doing oh, that? Well, there's nothing worse when you see someone who's who's being fake online, though. Like it would really irritate me, for instance, if I had a friend who was, you know, all for animal rights and then they're draping themselves in fur. Oh, that it would be totally different if the person was being completely hypocritical in real life. But I mean, say someone shared a change the date thing around Australia Day and they didn't go to a protest but you know they still didn't celebrate I don't think you would you know have a go at them however if their actions really didn't marry up to what they were saying and they were doing the complete opposite then yeah I think you're within your rights to say something all right moving on how long should you stay at a birthday dinner drink situation oh Oh, this one's hard because there's been so many times where I've been at things and all I want to do is go home get in my comfortable clothes and watch tv well I have a different situation so I was invited to a wedding and it was my partner's friend's wedding and it was a really nice wedding and everyone then got up and decided to leave at around 9 30 and I thought this was incredibly rude considering this couple had paid for everyone's drinks food it was a really beautiful day and I'm like what the hell that's so rude so then we obviously stayed for as long as we possibly could but to me that is just the height of rudeness yeah that that's particularly brutal at a wedding i mean you know a casual birthday drinks is a little bit different but i do think you need to put yourself in other people's shoes and how would you feel if you've put on something for your birthday Mm. and people haven't even stuck around i think it depends if they've paid for everything as well if they've put a bar tab on and you're just getting there drinking and then leaving i think that's really rude particularly if you're going out after like at this wedding it was quite clear that 
these guys had come to get drunk and then were going and you know going to a nightclub and i'm like that is so rude i feel like i mean this is a wedding thing but i've heard of people drinking the bar to mm. drink more than what they paid for a present which i think is also <laughs> incredibly rude i mean i don't drink alcohol so i'd be really furious at my future wedding if everyone's just getting pissed to make up for you a realize present that's what everyone's going to be doing so because you and brandon don't drink i feel like everyone's going to take the piss when you guys get married well, maybe we won't provide any alcohol <laughs> maybe we'll be dudes. those people at the <laughs> oh gosh that would be even worse people would be so mad everyone would just <laughs> be sitting around talking about how there was no alcohol at your wedding <laughs> Well, back to the birthday party. I do feel like this sort of thing actually puts people off from holding any sort of celebration. Because mm. oh, yeah. I know when we turned 21, I was like thinking, shit, do I even have a party? Because I'm scared no one will turn up. And then <laughs> there's nothing worse than paying for everything and people piss off after 20 minutes. Mm. So, yeah, I, I do think if you're a real friend, you stay till the end. Yeah, I think that's mm. the acceptable thing. However, if you're a fringe friend and there's still a lot of people there, I think you can sneak out. Yeah, and especially if this person's left your birthday drinks. You oh, know, tit for tat. a bitch, isn't it? Do you think that you should say goodbye to the person? Because personally, I like to oh. kind of leave quietly yeah. and disappear. I like to do that. But Dale makes a point of saying goodbye to everybody. I'm like, can't we just sort of I, I think it's polite out? to say goodbye. Again, it depends on how many people are there. Like if you're one of 10, yeah, you've got yeah. to say goodbye. <laughs> but if it's like 200 people, I mean, not that I've really been to a birthday party with 200 people. <laughs> Well, lastly, this one I thought was quite interesting. Someone wrote, only wanting to pay for what I ordered slash ate, but friends wanted to split the bill evenly. I feel like this hits us hard because (laughs) coming from – so we came from a family where, like, you know, you paid people back. Like, if I bought Sophie something, she pays me back. Like, Dad used to have this list of things that Mum had to pay me back for. (laughs) Maybe a bit extreme (laughs) in that respect. So I feel like it really does depend how you've been brought up. But, you know – if I go out to dinner with Amy and Sophie, we're itemizing what we got. Like, it might sound stingy, but that's just the way we were brought up. But There's... not on a date. Like, if no, you go no, out no. on a date, you're not like, well, sorry, well, you had half of those spring rolls. This yeah. question is about friends. I, I, mm. I just think, like, there is no worse feeling than being absolutely shafted at the mm. end of a mm. meal. When you have, like, I went to this birthday party. Like, it was a fringe friend. And we all had to order off a particular very expensive menu. Anyway, it got to the end of the night. I'd literally had one soft drink. Everyone had been boozing it up i had to pay for their fucking drinks and that's the thing if if it was if people were transparent at the start and said okay everybody we're just going to mm. split the bill then yeah. you'd be ordering heaps mm. of drinks to make up for it but when you're screwed you choose the cheapest item on the menu and then you're then having to pay a hundred bucks ahead mm. it's ridiculous oh there's nothing worse than being screwed i mean obviously if you go out with your friends and you've all had roughly the same thing sure split it evenly like i don't Mm. care a couple of dollars here and there but i do think when people are saving for houses or they're saving for stuff saving up for holidays or whatever it is i do feel like people make decisions based on that sort of thing so it's not Mm. really fair if you've had like a small meal and someone's ordered up yeah do you know what this is going to make me sound like an absolute stinge but i feel like you guys will relate has anyone been in that situation where you have paid a little bit more and you're getting you know you're waiting to get the money back to to compensate yourself and people were like oh let's just leave that to tip everybody oh, and that you're like I, I kind of want that money because i put in extra do you know what's funny though like sometimes when you're so say the bill is itemized and you're like all in the line um to pay it's so funny because sometimes if you're the last person you either get royally screwed or yeah. you end up winning out of it like you get there and they're like oh that's just ten dollars you're like oh thank you it's like when people like when you're out people forget that they got chips or forget that they got yeah. sides and you're like come on your boyfriend does that all the time oh, he's a bit guilty we went, i remember we went out to a restaurant in adelaide Doe Balls and um he was paying for what he had and
and he was going to leave you to pay for the entree. And I was like, didn't you have extra dough balls? <laughs> On the topic of relationships and sharing money, my ex-boyfriend was the biggest stinge that his brother actually made an app to split the bill. <laughs> and I feel like I was the only person that fucking ever used it. And it was always like 50-50 and he'd pig his face and eat way more and drink more. And I'd have like the smallest meal and be like, ah, oh, so-and-so has sent you, you know, the request to split the bill. And I'm like, fuck off. Like this is oh the most God. unromantic thing you could ever do. I'm not going to let anyone talk about me like I'm a piece of garbage. He's trying to be a lad out there in front of all the boys. I don't want a lad. I want a gentleman. Someone that's going to talk about me with a bit of respect. Now, we teased it at the start. Let's get into the Jade Tunchi update. Now, late on Monday night, Jade took to her Instagram story, inviting her followers to unfollow her if they didn't like her content. Now, the outburst came as Jade revealed she had been receiving negative feedback about posting too much about her recent engagement. This is what she said. You guys know that there are a lot of people who don't know that you can unfollow people that you follow. It's crazy, honestly. You wouldn't believe how many people have messaged me in the past complaining about something that they have seen on my profile. Um, E.g. like me getting engaged for some reason is bothering people. So they're like complaining about the fact that I'm posting it too much just wanted to um remind you guys or tell you if you don't know that you can unfollow me I, I didn't know if if you knew that so um just a friendly little PSA also here's a really fun one there's actually people who don't even follow me who are like going out of their way to to watch my content and then complain about it um you don't have to come here one's forcing you I don't know if you, if you know that. So I just wanted to take the time to let you know myself personally that you don't have to be here. You can leave. So much for popping by though. Now, while Jade claimed that this was a friendly public service announcement, her tone was just incredibly condescending. She then proceeded to share screenshots from our Facebook community discussing her engagement posts, including people's full names. Now, this is where I feel like she crossed the line. Yeah, well, she seemed to have a bit of a change of heart because like 10 minutes later, the post was deleted. Now, obviously, it was extremely disheartening to see private comments in our Facebook page publicly shared and those people's names put out there to be trolled by Jade's fans. However, for me, I think the most frustrating thing was Jade's complete hypocrisy. As discussed in our episode a couple of weeks ago, on Australia Day, Celeb Spellcheck called Jade out for her performative activism. So for those who didn't see it, Celeb Spellcheck posted Jade's change the date post and then juxtapositioned it next to a Facebook comment she wrote in 2017 that said, there's speculation that Aboriginals weren't from here originally, dot, 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 look it up. So rightfully so, these comments upset a lot of people. However, instead of acknowledging the post and issuing an apology, Jade stayed quiet. So then fast forward two weeks later and Jade jumps on her Instagram story straight away to draw attention to the fact that people were being mean to her about her engagement. What did the comments actually say? Because I think that's important to let people know. Well, I'm actually the person that posted the thread that got all this attention. And it was off the back of our podcast on Friday where we discussed Jade's engagement and the fact that she was posting so much about it. So I posted the following video and said it was a bit cringe. So by now, most of you would know that I'm engaged. If you don't know, 
but I am engaged. But I wanted to say how strange it is that my skin completely cleared up right before Locke proposed. And my natural nails, do you guys remember about two weeks ago I posted about the fact that my natural nails have grown for the first time in my entire life? These are my real nails. They have never, ever, ever grown like this. They always flake off and rip and break. How did my body know? Obviously not that big of a deal. Like if my skin wasn't clear and my nails were crap, I wouldn't care either way. But how odd. It's just odd. I was wondering, should I start like a wedding vlog series where I vlog all of all of the wedding related stuff? I can do that. I'm sorry, but I think you're quite within your right to say that this video is cringe. And can I point out that in our community, we do not accept bullying at all. And the comments were said in our community were purely commenting on her actions, not her appearance, nothing like that at all. Everyone was just saying they found it a bit irritating. A bit Look, OTT. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like we should play some more of the grabs of some of the stuff Jada has been saying because it is quite comical. And she's also been laughing at herself how much she's gone on about it. So let's have a listen. Terms with the fact that I'm just going to be making engagement jokes for... A long time probably until I'm married and then when I'm married I will be making wife jokes and then when I'm a wife and I have children I will be making jokes about being a mother so it's not gonna stop I'm really sorry I got you baby some people want time A mosquito actually just had the nerve to sting me on the forehead. Like, does it not know that I'm spoken for? Okay, I'm gonna stop with those jokes, I'm sorry. Do you know what I find funny? The fact that Jade didn't come out on her platform and say, oh my gosh, obviously people have got the wrong end of the stick. This is clearly a joke. You know, you didn't get my sense of humor, particularly because her fiance, Lockie, has been posting Instagram stories on his own page when he's been paying around and saying, oh, I'm going to have to get a divorce if you continue acting like this. Yeah, that's the thing, because for those who actually don't know who Jade is, she has a second account where she posts the real Jade Tunchi stuff. And this is where she lets her comedic side come to life. So a lot of people in our community were confused whether she was posting on the wrong page or whether she was actually being legitimate with and it's, these comments about her engagement. And it seems like maybe she was because she took such great offense to the comments. Yeah, exactly right. And I think, as I was saying before, what frustrated me the most is that she's willing to comment on something as petty as people criticizing her engagement post. However, she thinks it's okay to completely ignore a whole minority group and refuse to apologize over something that was extremely hurtful that she posted while the post was made in 2017 and it's not current i think she has an obligation as an influencer to apologize and acknowledge yes i did the wrong thing and i am learning and moving forward from this 
Mm. Exactly. And as previously discussed in this podcast, I think we're all so sick to death of this toxic influencer culture where they deem any sort of critique of their behavior as bullying. Oh my gosh, I'm so sick of it. And do you know what really pissed me off about this whole thing is the fact that you're claiming that, you know, myself and other people in our Facebook community are being mean or bullying you. However, you're happy to then put our names on your public platform to Mm. over 400,000 people and basically send your stands on us to bully us. Like how hypocritical. Do you know what's hilarious though? Because I was expecting an influx of messages to our DMs and maybe people abusing our Facebook group, Mm. but we actually got an influx of people wanting to join and people following us because they obviously agreed with what the comments said. And all the comments were saying was, hey, isn't it a bit OTT the way she's been going on? Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, influencers are happy to reap the benefits of putting their lives out there on Instagram. However, when it comes to people then commenting on these lifestyle choices, they're so oversensitive about it, which they want you to do because all they do is put up content about themselves. Well, it builds engagement. So, you know, is she doing it so her engagement Mm. grows? Because she has been getting a lot of followers off the back of it. But I'd like to point out, I find it really interesting. I feel like influencers think that, oh, wow, I've got 433,000 followers. Every single one of those people must really like Mm. me. They must be stands of me. However, I feel like a huge portion of those people actually are only there to kind of have a fly on the wall and be like, oh, who is this person? Or... To, to follow stuff and be like, oh, that's cringe. Yeah. Or because other people follow them, so they yeah. want to keep up to date. And see mm. what it's all about. The thing that I find really disappointing is our community has been such a safe space of like-minded people where we can just, you know, discuss influencer culture and all keep it pretty lighthearted. So it was really disappointing to see that someone had screenshot images of the community and that, of course, breaks our guidelines. So that person has been removed. Yeah, I'm glad that that person's been removed. It, it really was someone that only joined our community very briefly and it seems like they have been causing trouble in other people's community. So I'm glad that that person, you know, isn't is no longer in the community and we can get on with making it a safe place to discuss what we want to talk about. Well, I think Megan Pistetto had the call of the century in the group. She said that our group only at the moment has 1.9 thousand followers in it or members in it. And she said she's got more enemies in that. So how dare someone come in and <laughs> screenshot such a small community's oh, uh, it felt very, It felt very violating as well. Yeah, like someone was reading through your private messages. Oh, that's how I felt on Monday night when I was sitting on the toilet and saw the message. Oh. Jesus Christ, Simon. What the fuck have you done in there? Oh, you've been eating cat food again. Oh, God, you've left skids down the bowl too. Carly, I, I didn't. I only went in for a piss. Oh, God. I can taste it. Now, moving on to Danny Mansudi, she's taken a bit of a hiatus off Instagram. So on Thursday, the 4th of February, she posted a sort of thread of Mm. Instagram stories that were very detailed. And funnily enough, she has kind of answered a lot of the questions that we brought up on the podcast, which meant a lot of people sent us her stories and like, wow, she must have had a listen to what you guys said, which was crazy. And this comes off the back of us talking about her a few weeks ago about how she is trying to return back to Australia during the pandemic. We also touch on a number of her controversies. So it appears that she may have listened to the podcast and this is, you know, a direct response to the podcast. Yeah, well, she addressed every single point that we had raised and it was really interesting to hear it from her perspective. And she did admit fault. Um, Yeah, I think I was quite impressed with her response. I mean, there were a few things that were a bit like question marks over in regards to when she spoke about her money. So in the podcast, we discussed how she said she had spent all her savings, which were 15 grand on the trip over to Australia to have that trip cancelled. And she actually 
uh, explained that yes, that was fifteen grand were in her Australian savings account, mm. but she also has a British savings account. She also spoke about the fact that yes, she did get breast implants during the lockdown. However, it was the the surgery was done in a specific plastic surgeon's office, yeah. so she wasn't taking COVID bed away. So I mean, some of them are a little bit iffy in terms of yeah, while that might have been within the rules, it's sort of a little bit tone deaf and not the best thing to yeah. be getting surgery. However, I did really feel for her when she spoke about her mental health issues she did put a trigger warning on there for suicide which i think really touched a nerve with a lot of people because as we discussed in the podcast she is a young girl that has shared her life on instagram and youtube and clearly is not coping with the Mm. feedback she's received from people and maybe a break is going to do her the world of good to be completely honest, when these sort of messages pop up and they are in reference to your podcast, it does make you feel a little bit unsettled because it makes you reflect on what you did say during the podcast and whether you tackled the topic in the right way. And I suppose as our podcast grows, it's going to get to a point where the people we speak about do listen and it does hold weight, of course, what we're saying. So I think that on reflection, I think that we we tackled it in the right yeah. way. And, you know, I stand by what we said. I just hope that she is getting the help that she needs. And I think as Amy touched on, it is good that she has stepped offline for a couple of weeks to just reflect on her life. Yeah, and when I saw her post, my heart did sink a little bit because when anyone ever talks about that their mental health has suffered, of course, all the things aside, like you just want that person to be okay. Yeah, and I think that that's why we we do try and be responsible in the way we do discuss things. Obviously, we want to keep it entertaining and lighthearted, but you know, you do have to keep these things in consideration. And at the same time, everything's not black and white. Just because we talk about an influencer and their behavior, it doesn't mean we hate this person. Yeah, it's just ref- I, think, I think talk about their actions, not the person, and that's what we've always tried to do with the topics that we discuss. I do think it must be quite a shock for some influencers to actually listen to a podcast that is discussing discussing their actions because I feel like they're so used to people only praising them and labeling everybody who comments in a different way as a troll oh it would be really confronting and i suppose because that attention is usually left to big celebrities however these people need to remember you're earning a lot of money you're getting a lot of followers like you potentially are more impactful on people's lives than you know jennifer aniston is so yeah and you're and you're putting your life out there for others to comment on exactly right well moving on to a bit of a lighter subject to finish the influencer rap I really enjoyed watching Anastasia Kings North's apartment tour. And one thing that really stood out to me was the fact that when she was taking the viewers through her kitchen, she has a whole massive drawer full of chips or crisps, as she would say. Yeah, well, she said it was like having her own sort of candy bar at the movies. Sorry, I just got my head. You've got your own McDonald's. <laughs> I'm a bit too rich. It's, I was forcing Brandon to watch this vlog with me, and he was in awe of how many chips were in this bloody drawer. Do you know what's hilarious, though? I feel like there's such a different stance in the UK, as in in Australia, it seems to be so popular for influencers to be like, oh, I'm eating so healthy. I had a protein bowl while I watched the movies. And in England, they're just like, look at my drawer full of chips. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. It kind of reminded me of when we first moved out of home because <laughs> our mum is the dental therapist and she did not allow us to have any sugar or anything bad. So she actually, so when we had chips in the house, she would hide them in our shed. So if you really wanted to get them, you'd have to like go outside and go down, the, you know, the yeah they weren't just in the drawer no they were not just in the drawer easily accessible so when we moved out i know sophie had a very unhealthy relationship with nutella so much (laughs) so that she would 
I feel like I might have shamed you on the podcast before, but for new listeners, so if you would come home and eat Nutella with a spoon and then throw the spoons under her bed. That's the thing. I <laughs> actually can't trust myself with Nutella anymore, so I just don't allow myself to buy it. But yeah. to be fair, I don't think her mum, Julie, has been depriving her of chocolate <laughs> no. or chips. Every time they're like, oh, we just went to Tesco's and I bought this for tonight. And it's like five chocolate bars oh, for Atticus. That whole drawer just made me feel greasy looking at it. You know, oh, when you've but, had a binge on chips and you're like, yeah. I don't feel You know good. what, though? I, I love Anastasia and I do love that she's done that her apartment tour was hilarious though because it seems like every trend has just been thrown in her house is as it well. is it just me or i bloody hate those dried flowers i find them so <laughs> ugly Going, I, thought, I thought her house looked quite cool i did love the like the bum candles that were around because there obviously was one in every room like, yeah literally but going back to the food it was funny because she also did a bit of a um a fridge tour and <laughs> brandon was like that's the unhealthiest fridge i've ever seen it was literally just coke cans and a packet of mints <laughs> oh, bringing talking about coke cans again in our, in our Facebook community, it was brought up that Coke cans and oh, drinking yeah. cans of drink is not fancy. So I was completely schooled in there because I thought it was a fancy thing, but apparently everyone does it. <laughs> no, no, it's not that it's not a fancy thing. I think everyone in our Facebook community is fancy, perhaps. Oh, I do actually buy individual glass bottles of kombucha that I put in the fridge. And I've just found that Nexper do this, their version of soft drink that doesn't have, you know, aspartamine and all those crap, all that crap in it in cans. And I'm so excited because... It does taste better in a can, soft drinks. No, Are you trying to get clout now in the community? Yeah. By being like, oh, actually, I do have. I'm just cans. as fancy. I Look, buy cans. I've got to say though, <laughs> if I'm at a restaurant and there's a choice between a can and a glass bottle of Coke Zero, I'll always go the glass bottle. Mm. And I, I never like, you know, when they actually used to have the vending machines with the cans that came yeah. out. I never liked it from the can. Like I prefer to pour it into a glass oh, of ice. It tastes way better in the bottle, as you say. There's something yeah. about the taste of it in the bottle. It just it has to be really cold in a can, I think. I think yeah. maybe you've had some cans that haven't been very cold. No, no, it needs ice and in a glass. My hair, this is very expensive hair, is fucking frazzled because you've only got straighteners in here. You haven't got heated rollers. So you better pay you can pay for me to have a new set of extensions. The fucking hair is frazzled. Now let's get into Snog Marry Avoid. And we are having a giggle about this suggestion. <laughs> Someone has sent us in saying, Would you rather Snog Marry Avoid Sarah's Day, Shani Grimmond, Sammy Robinson? I feel like we have to go to Sophie first because she has been accused by a lot of people as being Sarah's Day's number one fan. Well, she did buy the Sunny app and regrets that heavily now. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people have left messages oh. about you in our reviews I, I saying love, that she's the one that likes it. Well, yeah. I love that Sophie said, I told Sophie not to get the Sunny app. And then like a week after having it, she's like, I don't think I should have no, got it. I was just, like, no shit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got a few good recipes, but I just, oh my gosh, no, that doesn't. Anyway, um, oh God, this one's really hard because I think as I've admitted, I have a bit of a girl crush on Sammy Robinson. So I'm kind of weighing up whether I would marry her or just pash her. Mm. Um <laughs> So which one? Um, and then Shani, like with Shani, you know, I could be like Jonathan Sauer and just try and get all these followers off her, top. you know, clout chasing. So it's a really difficult one. Um, and as you said, apparently I'm Sarah's day's biggest fan. So mm. well, you clearly don't like her cooking. So maybe not oh. marrying her. She probably wouldn't, you wouldn't want her meals. Yeah. It's really hard because oh, can we God, make this a, is a hard one because I'm just going to cop fucking heat for this. Who cares? Um, just say what you think. Oh, it's called outspoken. Be outspoken. <laughs> I reckon I would actually have to marry Sammy Robinson because one, she's incredibly beautiful 
And two, like her family are fucking wealthy. Like, you know, that holiday house she has looks pretty oh, and So Sophie's just going for coin and for appearance. Do you know what, though? She's always eating, like, yummy food, like yeah. the Maltesers and the she Red seems, Frogs. Yeah. She seems like a good time. Like, she seems yeah. like someone I could actually hang out with. No, you couldn't marry her because she seems like a bit of a slob around the house. Oh, but I am as well. Like, yeah, It'd be yeah, no, but that's, no, but you can't both be slobs because otherwise you'd have an awful, untidy yeah. house. Do you know what? I'd be quite intimidated by her appearance as well. Like, she's just, you know, when you feel like the loser out of that relationship. <laughs> Did you just be the ugly boyfriend that's like walking around like she's mine? Well, yeah, they're exactly. all good looking girls. So, oh, you know. they are. Yeah. Anyway, so I, okay, I'd have to say I'll marry Sammy Robinson. It's really, it's, it's a really hard one. I think that, oh, fuck. I just don't know. I don't really want to pash either of them, to be completely honest. You have to pick one. You know, what? You know what? I'm going to say I would pash Sarah's day just for the controversy of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to avoid, I'd have to avoid Charney. Wow. Okay. But Shani, I mean, you know, like I do love Shani as well. So this is why it's a very difficult one. She'd root you as well, Shani. Yeah. <laughs> oh. See, for me, I think I'd have to avoid Sarah's day because I don't think I would be up for the 6 a.m., you know, wake-ups to go mm. to the gym. I feel like there'd be a lot of pressure to be working out and eating healthy. I think she's very high-maintenance. And I don't really see her as a sexual being. Like, I don't know. <laughs> she just doesn't give off that vibe. That's, Whereas, you know, Shani and... You can say that. Why? I didn't think you could. <laughs> Leave it. I know. Well, I'm in. just being honest. Yeah. <laughs> she can't take it too much. Go on, Kate. Continue. Yeah, well, I, I'm just being honest. <laughs> I probably – look, so tossing up between Shani and Sammy. Oh, that's tough. I mean, Shani's got a shit together with, like, her, with her life coach. Mm. I think I might marry Shani and Pash really? Sammy Robinson. Sammy Robinson, as Amy said, is a bit of a slob. Like, She's like, <laughs> got this – know it's got a lucrative business as well i, I feel like she's she could too look tall after me. for me as well i don't think tall for you yeah <laughs> wait wait but aren't you passing her yeah well she'd have to bend down well, how tall is your boyfriend like probably be similar height true i should be tall. tall. <laughs> okay race is like six foot what's sammy she's around she's the same he's not six foot <laughs> fucking is anyway, no he's all right not. anyway Oh Late, my God, ladies, ladies. Go look at his basketball profile on Google. Oh, those are always incorrect. They're always like two foot. I reckon he's five nine. Not that it really matters. Five nine. He's not five nine. He's like five eleven. If anything, five nine. Oh wait, I thought five nine was the highest. And no, was, you moron. Okay. Oh my God, no. Anyway, okay. I am going to say I'd have to pash Sammy. Um, I couldn't marry Sarah's day though because I feel like so she's copying me. No, but I feel like she'd break my balls. That's what mm. I feel like. I feel like, and I and I wouldn't want to eat healthy all the time. No. Nah. Um, and so well, that they means have, they do have Skittles and Red Bulls a bit. No, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> anyway, and so then I'd have to marry Shani. Yeah, I'd and like, she's unlike so Shani, she'd be fun to hang out with. Her, yeah, I, I reckon she'd be so fun. And then you get to hang out with her dog peanut and um, bindi. bindi is it too late to change my no, no. no. you to sammy robinson <laughs> your passions your passion says he <laughs> we've been the same height probably... she's been outed as the number one serious day fan on this podcast it's funny because we actually look quite similar we'd be quite a cute little girl <laughs> yeah you'd be better height wise yeah so you guys get married and have babies and puppies yeah eventually you have an alpha one day if we do get married <laughs> think of the epic wedding vlogs well anyway moving on to recommendations and i have been binge watching the old series of the hills i'm up to like series four and it has been amazing it's i just feel like where has the time gone mm. reese pointed out to me the other night that it's been like 16 years since oh it gosh. filmed and it made me feel physically ill because i remember <laughs> watching the second series being at uni and just loving everything that Lauren Conran was wearing, copying the black nail polish, copying the name rings. Kate, you probably shouldn't point out our age because in our reviews, we keep being 
Cool, bitter. Bitter old bitter women. Bitter old women. I love it. We're like 31. Well, on Gosh. that, I'd like to rebut to the person that said, oh, you're 10 years older than the people you're talking about. Well, I got OD'd on the weekend, so stick it up your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Don't say that, Kate. You can't say that. That's funny. I love how this whole podcast, Sophie's like, you can't say that. My recommendation has to be the latest episode of The Wild Ones with Nikki and Lucy. They had an episode with Courtney Mangan, who was a friend of the show. Please don't ruin it because I'm listening to that segment on the way home. Because Amy has pumped this up. Courtney shares a really bad date experience. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Courtney, if you're listening, I feel for you. That was an amazing story. People have to go check it out. I just was like my, I was in awe listening to this story. I was shocked. I was shook. <laughs> my recommendation is a bit more of a basic one. Um, I'm going to recommend. Yours are always basic. I know, but it's, it's a food one. So the sunny app. Well, I've got, oh, shut up. No, it's, it's completely opposite of the sunny app. This is a lolly recommendation. It is those, have you guys seen them? They're white chocolate raspberries. They're Allen's. These things are completely ruining my sugar bear. I don't like, like I buy them all the time. It's terrible. I don't like white chocolate. No, I usually I used to not like it, but these are amazing. Aren't you meant to be eating healthy? Yes, I am. And I said I keep seeing these on sale, and I'm like, oh, oh, just one more time. Sophie, you actually had you let me have one before one of the kombucha lollies, which don't taste anything like kombucha, yeah. but apparently they've got probiotics in them. Or no, something. Oh, bullshit. I only <laughs> bought these for the podcast. I was going to put up a picture of them, but I ate them before. <laughs> Before I got this, was like the lolly house. I opened up Sophie's pantry before, and I'm like, "This is like the fun pantry. We don't have all these things at home." Anyway, either. have you tried these kombucha lollies? They literally do not taste like kombucha were, at all. They were quite nice. They were nice, but they didn't taste anything like they it. They kind of had a liquidy center, but like it didn't taste like kombucha. It was mm. probably, which is probably good for a lot of mm. people, mm. you know, who might not like kombucha. Well, I think that's all we've got time for today. I, know. I hope everyone has an amazing weekend, and we look forward to being in your ears on Monday morning. Now, despite all the drama that we've discussed, if you do want to join our Facebook community, <laughs> we are out at Outspoken, the podcast community. I promise you the um, troublemakers have been banned, so it's a good old time in there yeah, now. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good in there. And if you do have time and you haven't already, could you please leave us a five-star review if you do enjoy the show? We have had a few trolls come in after all of the uh, drama drama that's gone down. So if you could leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to see where you're listening from, especially over the weekend please tag us on Instagram at outspoken underscore the underscore podcast.